You're listening to Heroes in the Moment. What's up, Heroes? I'm Michael. And I'm Nathan. And today we're talking about Ahsoka. The first two episodes come out last Tuesday night. It was a different... Change the drop time from yeah, Wednesday Tuesday. to Tuesday night. First of all, why are they doing that? I don't know. I guess they're trying to test the waters to see how like a night release would work. Personally, I like it better because I can watch it, right? Because yeah, when they release at 3 a.m. on Wednesdays, it's harder no, for me I'm to watch it. I'm not staying up till 3 a.m. Right. I'm not staying up till 3 a.m. I got a job. And then also like the next day, you're busy with stuff and you won't really have time to watch it till the night anyway. Yeah. So trying this, I'm actually liking it better. That way I can actually watch the show. You yeah, know, you like have time. Drops. And maybe after this, if it's not receivable, they can try just putting it all out at once. Right, right. <laughs> and this is actually the um, the Max method is Max does this. They really? release on uh, nights their episodes. So they release like, I mean, And they've been doing that for like decades. Yeah, like so, Sunday night specifically, you know, The Wire, Sopranos, right, right. Succession. So, Test the waters there, see how it works tonight. And personally, I am liking it better so far. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how it continues. But just Ahsoka in general so far, we got the first two episodes. And my, 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 must I say, it's so good. I don't think it is. Really? You I are. Think it seems kind of like wow. Treasure Planet. It seems like a cheap kind of ripoff. Really? Yeah. I, I completely disagree. And this is coming from somebody who is a Rebels fan. Um, if you haven't watched Rebels and you don't appreciate Rebels as much as it needs to be appreciated, you're probably not going to gravitate to this show as much as I am. But after watching Rebels, this literally feels like Rebel Season 5 in live action. And because of that, it resonates so well with me. It feels like Star Wars. It feels yeah. like classic Star Wars that I've grown to love. And yes, there's some there's some things I have with it that I would like to have been done better. But there's small quarrels compared to the overarching show that I think is doing a wonderful job because it feels like Star Wars to well, me. See, I, I think Filoni has a lot to expand on. Like like you said, yes, it does feel like Rebels Season 5. But, but I mean, the truth is, like these characters, they're only coming from shows. They're coming from a Disney XD show, right, in Rebels, which not a lot of people... I would have guessed have watched. And then most people I would say would have watched Clone Wars. But point is a lot of casual fans, you know, are not really diehard fans are coming mm. into the show and they don't know a lot. I just feel like at least for those people, there should be a little bit more, I don't know, explanation. Cause like I said, it does jump right in and they always have time to improve that in the future. Mm-hmm. But like, if they want the show to do well, I feel like they need to expand upon that. Cause I don't know. There might be some older fans who don't even know still who Ahsoka yeah, is. Well, I, I completely disagree you know? because when it comes to the show, it was marketed as essentially a continuation of Rebels. Ahsoka came from Clone Wars. Dave Filoni created these characters. It's a continuation of that story. It's made for the people who watch those stories. Yeah, that's what it's programmed for. That's who it was made for. The demographic isn't for people who haven't watched it. That's that's what a lot of people run into. And everybody who has seen Rebels is absolutely loving this because it just feels so much like what we've grown to love. Um, over the past couple of years. So I understand where you're coming from because some some certain people in Star Wars fans or other people that haven't seen Rebels or haven't seen Clone Wars or some of the others will have a harder, more difficult time understanding the story. But to me, you should have watched Clone Wars and Rebels yeah. because you're missing out because why are you watching the show if you haven't seen those? Yeah. So that's kind of the thing with me when I'm with that argument personally. But let's get into the breakdown. Let's talk about what's going on in this show. Um, I love you, Dave Filoni, and I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this show. So it starts out with an epic intro, I, I must say, with the with the red words and stuff. I love that. It's bringing in the yeah. classic Star Wars. Classic you, Star Wars. Your words and coming down and talking about the story and setting the tone. Love that. Mm-hmm. And then we see a new characters, Balin Skull, played by um, Ray Stevens, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he passed before the show came out, but he did film all his scenes. And then his apprentice, Shin Hati, um, coming into this ship in this in this area and whatever to get out Morgan. Um, What's her name? Morgan. Uh, I forgot last Elsbeth. Elsbeth, yeah, yeah. Morgan Elsbeth to get her out of this scenario. And personally, 
I really like Balin so far, yeah. the character of Balin. I do too. And I actually think that him and Shin are so far like the two most interesting characters. They are in the because show. there's such a mystery around them and it's yeah. a mystery about them. And it's really I'm really curious to dig deep into that. We already know Balin is a former Jedi. Yeah. We've already found that during out. the when did he leave again? We are not sure. We don't know anything oh. really except for he was a former Jedi at one point who may have turned into an inquisitor. We don't know if he was an inquisitor or maybe yeah. he just went off on his own. I'm excited to see his story. I'm also excited to see Shin Hati's story. My assumption with her is she wasn't former Jedi. So my thing with her is I think he found her. Yeah, and then raised her. Raised her pretty much up yeah. into his own Well, form. I think that's going to be a really important storyline because I think you're going to see the battle of, obviously, like the first title is episode um, a, a Master, Master and Prince, right? Because yeah. you have uh, Ahsoka and Sabine, who, you know, Sabine's right, not Mira's as well trained right. as Shin, right? right? And then you have, like, the bad guys who are actually, like, clicking and working together on the mm-hmm. same page, whereas the other two are beefing the good guys. Right, right. So I am definitely excited to dig deep into that. Um, to me, I noticed that Balin kind of shares a lot of mannerisms of Qui-Gon Jinn. I don't know mm. if maybe he was an apprentice of Qui-Gon Jinn, maybe be, worked closely. That would closely. be, cool that would be kind of a cool deep, because just the way his mannerisms were, the way he was talking and all this stuff, definitely favored Qui-Gon Jinn. And yeah. this just could be like his acting, but at the same time, it'd be kind of cool if they yeah. play into that and it actually was dope. like an apprentice of Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, I think that would be awesome to see because, like, just to realize Qui Gon Jin chose like two people that turned into the Sith and yeah. was trained by another person. That Rip, poor man. I love Qui Gon. Oh, Qui Gon's a legend. So underrated. Poor Qui Gon. But we see that come down, and uh, Balin and Shin eventually get Morgan out of there. And then we go and we turn off, we see the credits, and we see Ahsoka for the first time. And I see what you're saying with this. It feels like a treasure kind of hunt. It feels, you know, yeah. a treasure planet kind of deal just, where she's hunting a, this map like and all that stuff. basic plot for what we've seen from Star Wars. Mm, I, I get that. I, I do. Especially coming off Andor. I, I do. I get that with all the basic plot. But, like, this thing... Them trying to, trying to find their goal is obviously to find Grand Admiral Thrawn with the greater goal of finding Ezra Bridger. The fact that they're you know doing this is in something that's been built off since 2014 um, with this goal. So it's it's really cool to me because as a you know again as a Rebels fan, I want to see you know where did they go, what happened to them after the events of the Battle of Thal and all these things and that, as they mentioned it. So it's cool. I understand what you're saying with like you know kind of seems like the treasure hunt and that kind of stuff. But I actually personally I thought it was pretty interesting because mm. in that way it reminded me of like them going off and kind of like in a clone wars kind of arc in a way where they go down and they try to find this evidence to beat these separatists and all this stuff. It kind of felt like that to me. And I, I did enjoy that. And we see in Soka in this tombs and did you see like the statues in the tomb? Did you uh, I didn't catch who they looked like to me, the statues in the tomb, they looked like the, f- um, the beings or whatever you call them, the things that helped Yoda in Clone Wars become a Force ghost. Oh yeah, really? They look just I didn't like think that. about that. So it was kind of interesting that it hinted towards that those things hmm. were there, and this was like had a significance of the Force in this place that she was finding this map. So I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting to me. Um, and then we see Ahsoka getting out of there as the bombs are exploding after she fights off these um, these droids, and then we get Hugh Ying back. Um, it's awesome to see Hugh Ying played by David Tennant, which yeah. is really cool it's, to me. It, I, I'm surprised. I mean, like. I don't know. He's doing like a role like this, yeah, you know, like yeah. just voice acting just straight. But man, I love the, I love uh, it. He's doing a great job. And then Hugh Yang back. I mean, we haven't seen him since Clone Wars. Uh, to those of you who don't, do not know and don't know the history of Hugh Yang, Hugh Yang from Clone Wars is he is the one who created and helped the younglings create their lightsabers. That's how later on in the show he can trace lightsabers, yeah. um, which is really cool there to see That's as well. wild. I really appreciate seeing. I, that. I do I think, like that they pulled. I him think back he's for a that. good addition to the show. And yeah, I, I really appreciate that. All right, then we cut over and we 
we see that uh, Harris Sindua, General Sindua, hollers and calls for Ahsoka's help for in this matter against Balin and his apprentice, mm. and to trace down what's going on. That Morgan was cap was not captured, but taken out. Yeah, she was taken out of the being captured, so she was released or broke out essentially. Something like that. And one, this is one part of the show that I'm not as happy about. Is I feel like the actress no no against is uh, uh, nothing against Mary Elizabeth Winstead. You're incredible in a lot of things, but she doesn't really feel like Hera to me as I know Hera from Rebels. She, she doesn't feels, look like her. She does. That makeup is terrible. She, really? I, yeah, it's terrible, really, man. The, the, the look of yeah, her. I think it, eyes, it doesn't look bad that way. I think it's pretty bad. I don't think it looks bad, but I think she looks like that. But I don't think she fits really what Hera f- was in the show. She doesn't feel like Hera necessarily. And I know it's kind of hard to do that with live action c- as compared to uh, animated, unless you are using the same voice actors, yeah. which I'm glad like they did with Lars Mikkelsen, bringing him back and things like that. Yeah. I know it's more difficult and I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, she's doing a great job. She just doesn't feel like Hera. And that's a bit of thing hmm. I was, I was expecting it to be more feel like Hera than it was, but maybe as the series yeah. progresses, uh, it'll get better. Yeah. I, I, I do think, you know, it's it's not too, too similar, but I do think she's more similar to a character in Rebels than um, Ahsoka is to a character in Clone Wars. Mm. And, and, and I've heard that around a lot. I just, Rosario Dawson, like Dawson, she's a great actor, a great actress, sorry, and she's just full of life, but she's just so like straight face, just monotone through like yeah. these first two episodes. And like, I, I assume, you know, they'll dive deep more into her past and then maybe open her up, but she just doesn't like... Right. feel like it right yeah. now and i i get know? that too she does she doesn't necessarily feel like the the traditional soka from clone wars then again we also have to factor in though the original soka from clone wars was a teenager yeah now she's in her 40s you know she's a lot older but yeah. i still would like to see some of that that touch and tone i feel like she has the look down and that kind of wisdom she does have yeah but she needs to get a little bit more perky yeah, maybe, just, a, just a tiny bit just some personality right, in there you right. know that'd be and nice that could all come from the fact that what happened with her invader and her realization of him being anakin and that just absolutely destroying her yeah. and her personality so that they they could go into that and kind of explain why mm. um, she's more like this than she was before um, then we see that she talks to Ahsoka her and Hera talk about the intruders and that she says she found the map to Thrawn and then they're saying that could this be a possible map to Ezra as well so I'm excited to see that mm. I'm excited to see where it goes with Ezra and their, their search for that I wonder how long it'll take for him to be in the series probably like ha- at least halfway through I'd say probably on eight tension. episodes so they're gonna want to keep the listeners I mean the viewers in for it I'd uh, say. absolutely absolutely so we'll, we'll see with that and then we go over and we get our first look at live action Lethal, which was really cool. They did a really good job yeah. showing live action Lethal. It looked just like it did in the animated show, and it was it's, it didn't look. It's bad. cool to finally like see a freaking world that isn't like Kurazan or yeah. like Tatooine, right? You know, right. In, it's in different. Show. It's yeah. different. So that it's was different. really cool. And then also on Lethal, we see the painted mural from Rebels with all the traditional Rebel characters in their animated forms, but it's obviously a painting, so they can use that to explain. Yeah. So that's really cool. There. That is cool. I enjoyed that. And then we get some other familiar Rebels faces characters that are there. Um, being Ryder Zadi, who was a big character in Star Wars Rebels. He was one of the leaders and generals of Luthal. Hmm. Um, you may know him. He's the voice of Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob. And <laughs> he's the voice of um, Long Fang in Avatar The Last Airbender, hmm. among a lot of other stuff that he does. But it's the same voice actor who came in to play him in here. So that was really cool to see that. And I enjoyed seeing him there. And then we get our first live action look at Sabine Wren, who does actually really feel she like do- Sabine. She does. She looks like it and she, she feels does. like it. So and I really I think appreciate that. Her and then Balin and Shin, like they they got good stories going from right do, now. They do, they do, and I really like what they're doing with Sabine's character here. How she didn't want to speak in front of Lethal. I mean, 
that's just Sabine. She obviously wouldn't. Yeah. And her staying where Ezra's home, right? She's staying Ezra's tower. That's where he lived. That's really cool to see that, that she's staying there. She's keeping it safe, hoping that he would return one day. Um, and she's still super severely missing Ezra, as you can tell. I mean, she's grown her hair out. Yeah. She's playing his video message. Um, she's going all emo. She she is. And she's, she's just super, super sad that he's gone. And I really do like the live action version of Ezra definitely does feel like Ezra. As yeah. we see. I mean, I know we just saw the voice message, but his mannerisms and the sound of him sounded just like yeah. Ezra from the show. So I really appreciated that as well. And I can't wait to see him in his full force mm. and not just in the video message. And, um, so we, we get Sabine there and we get that. And then Hera, Hera talking to Ahsoka about how you need Sabine. So that's that's kind of what they're doing there and kind of going there. So I'm, I'm really liking that plot so far. Yeah. And then going into expanding what happened between Sabine and Ahsoka as well. Yeah, like why, why they beefing? Right. Why the sudden rift? Right. And I think it was interesting because we find out like, you know, Ahsoka was full on training Sabine yeah. to be essentially a Jedi that we find out that. She is indeed force sensitive in a way. Well, at she, least well she's not really that force. sensitive. She's not very force sensitive, but she has it. That's the thing. Yeah. She's very much. She, she wasn't built like Ezra. So though. Ahsoka should see, could see the potential. That was the thing. That's why yeah. she was training her. And she, I mean, Sabine already had formal lightsaber training with Kane and Jarrus before in Rebels. So it's really cool to see that here in Ahsoka. They had a kind of fallen out, something going on there. So I dive deep into that, hmm. and then we go back over to. Are, I want to say Inquisitors, but I don't know what to, I guess, call them as a group. I guess just Balin and um, Shen. The bad guys. The bad guys, <laughs> I guess. And they're meeting with Morgan Elsbeth, and we find out that Morgan is a former night sister from Dathomir. I like yeah. that. And that whole world they had going on, dude, was cool, man. I was really digging that. Um, but yeah... Dude, the Night Sister plot was one of my favorites in Clone Wars. I, I, yeah, oh yeah, they were some good episodes, and the fact that they made her one, I think, is really cool. Because yeah. is this the first Night Sister we've had in, in in live action? I think so. Yeah, it's like not only is you know Filoni establishing season five Rebels, but he's pulling back those elements, you know, mm-hmm. with David Tan's character and the Night Sisters. It's like yeah. okay, it's it's really cool to see that. So I, I'm really excited to see how that goes. And we already saw some of green power in episode two, so it's it's cool to see that mm-hmm. and how she connected with maybe Mother Talisman show up as like a yeah. I don't. I know she's supposed to be dead, but it'd be kind of cool. Who knows? It's Star Wars. All right. Then we get uh, Sabine, um, who is off the Soka. They're mad at each other. She goes off, solves the map puzzle and all these things, um, but is confronted there at the end by Shin Hati. And we get our, actually, this is really interesting. I saw this and I was like, really? I never even knew that, that this was the first live action lightsaber fight between two female characters. Really? Live action. I mean, it's happened in animation. Yeah. But in live action, this is the first um, live action lightsaber fight between two females. I did not know that. I didn't either. Nor I did I was think about Really it. fun fact there. So that was really good. And I think the lightsaber fat fight was really good. Um, but this also brings me to a con I did have is the fact that nobody's dying from lightsaber stabs anymore. I know. Uh, like I thought this was so, it was just plot armor. She yes. gets stabbed straight through the abdomen. It's yeah. like, you know yeah, what? Right she, no, she all right. She just got to go to the hospital real quick. Right, right. Brother. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> Come on. it's one of those things. It's like that they did it in uh, Obi-Wan with Raven and also the Grand Inquisitor. <sighs> and it's like Qui-Gon, man. Like, <laughs> I know. Poor Qui-Gon Poor just D. dies. I know. Well, I mean, and that's how it should be. Like, I, I like that they had this the lightsaber fight in there, but it didn't have to end like that. It no. just could have ended me, in a draw like, or something like that. To me, they could have like if they wanted to show something like 
really severe that happened. They could have cut off her hand. Yeah. They could have, which obviously like, in Star Wars, they could it replace just, it. It cheapens you know? the rest of the show I, when I you agree. establish that these villains are powerful, but then they can't even kill the right. hero. It's like, right. what? I mean, I get the like what they're saying and stuff with the lightsaber stabs. I mean, technically, if you're using like scientific or whatever, it would, whatever like you call cauterize. it, cauterize the rune. And it's going straight it through your through, stomach. Right. Man. It's going straight through. I mean, you'd have to punch or something. And obviously, Star Wars technology is far more advanced. But still, I mean, at least you didn't go like straight in the middle like most people like right through the stomach it was more to the side with speed. yeah but still like I, I don't like i don't think it def- it ruins the show at all i don't think that i just think mm. enough of doing that you know it cheapens know, other man. things like you said like a just, hand or something like a cool. hand Cut i mean that's classic star wars knock her out <laughs> kidnap her do yeah. something like that don't just stab somebody for the heck of it and <laughs> then revive them next episode yeah, you know, know that's just i don't want that anymore so don't I do know. that anymore all right, so that concludes episode one. I still think, even though I didn't like the fact of the, the lightsaber, I thought it was a really good episode, and mm-hmm. I, I really excited, was excited for more after watching it. I was so happy after watching it. And episode two also delivered, so I'm very happy with yeah, that. Yeah, it definitely me. starts to pick up here. It does, it does. So we see that, that Sabine lives, uh, but is hurt. She's in the hospital, and at least they take her to the hospital and actually show like she's in a lot of pain, because with Raven and Grand Inquisitor, they just like walked it off. And I like, know, I'm like, are you kidding know, me? Like, You're not that powerful, come on now. man. She's like, so, I'll, I'll be alright. <laughs> at least they did that, and she's like actually severely They told her to go sit on the toilet like your mom would tell you when you were a kid. <laughs> yes. You'll be alright. You'll be Right, you'll be you'll good. Be right. All right, but you know, just drink some orange juice. Drink some orange juice. I heard that put one. It in rice. Put it, yeah, put it in rice. Put it in so, rice. Put it in rice right. will work. Uh, then we go it. over and we see Balin and Morgan once again, and they go to this sacred place, which mirrors kind of looks like the world between worlds we see in Rebels. Hmm. As I spit out of my mouth, and we see there <laughs> that they got the map, and then they're trying to find Thrawn, and we find out he's in a completely different galaxy. What do you think? Yeah. What do I think about it? I think that they're trying to find him, and I don't know what galaxy he's in. I don't either. I'm excited to see that, though. I'm excited to see it. I like that place, though, the world and the whole like, it's, space school. It's, I do, oh, I do cool. like it. I mean, like I said, one of my big cons about Star Wars shows is that like they just don't have enough cool locations that they film. But yeah. this one, man, the CGI, it looked dope on it. It, it, looked, it. it looked good. I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes. And we also we saw from the trailers that Ahsoka and Balin, apparently, anyway, unless this was shot in different you know shots or whatever, they fight here. So I'm wondering mm. if that will happen next episode or when will it happen soon Who, who's turning more evil or, or who's turning good rather i know we'll I don't still know. have to wait and see there then we go over to ahsoka who goes back to the scene of the, the crime of the lethal after taking the map and we see her actually using the force echo ability that is in jedi fallen order mm. and this is really interesting because tying that in yeah. yes i think that's really cool because we've only ever seen that in star wars uh jedi fallen order or jedi survivors that's yeah. really cool to see that she also can use the force echo ability to kind of see what happened with the force and I think that was really cool use of yeah. that. And not many people will catch that either. That's no. just that's a little I didn't at first because I've only yeah. played a little bit of Fallen Order. Yeah, so huh. it was really cool to see that um, as well. And then we get Ahsoka and Hera, who after Sabine finds some information in the droid's head that she gets, um, which I really like how they're bringing in that she's re- still really smart with yeah you know bombs she's good with bombs she's good with art she's good with you know she's just she's awesome sabine is a great character crushing on her right now <laughs> you down bad oh man no. ezra gonna come after you man <laughs> <laughs> all um, right so ahsoka and Hera follow lead to this place and we find out that this place it's like this that one dude annoying dude like right he was i've seen him before but i can't remember i don't know that one is. annoying dude he's just like why are you guys here like where he's obviously <laughs> just sucks and then they find out that these people are still following the ways of the empire and yeah. I really liked because I never even thought about this, but the way that they explained it was so cool. The fact, like, after the empire fell, 
there was millions of people that were in the empire, in the imperial, yeah. working for these things. They obviously can't fire them all because everything was shut down. So yeah. I'm like, th- I was, I never even thought about that. And I thought it was really cool the, how they explained it. Like, huh. you know, these people still need jobs. These still, these still people, we still need their work because yeah. otherwise everything shut down. I thought that was really cool. Do you think? I, I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, I, I, I know, like, I don't know, man. If if I'm working for the empire, man, I'm doing what they tell me to do. Yeah. I know initially they meant to represent like the government when Lucas created it, um, but yeah, I thought it was a cool explanation. Like you yeah. said, I hadn't really given it much. I thought never really either. thought about that, but it's cool how they explained it and um, where these imperial people had to go. But we still realize though, even though like they're working and saying okay that they have to work because of this or whatever, there's still people loyal to the Empire trying to do things, and yeah. essentially they're working for Morgan and, and these people and Thrawn hmm. trying to get Thrawn back and stuff. So we see that that was really cool. And then we get a fight. Ahsoka fights an inqu- somebody who looks like an Inquisitor yeah. and being the really the biggest mystery of the show so far, Merrick. Who do we think Merrick is? I don't know. Do we think he's somebody important or do we think he's just a random Inquisitor? I think he's just random. You think he's just random? I, sh- I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I feel like there's just so much mystery around that. I've seen so many theories. Some people think he's the eighth brother from Rebels because he just fell off a cliff and nobody saw the body, nobody saw anything. Hmm. Other people think he's Ezra Bridger uh, and he's actually there and i don't know if he's being my controlled or what i personally don't think it's yeah, that wouldn't make much sense but who knows how they do it that could be some people think it's barris ofi because mm. what happened to her after order 66 you know did she become an inquisitor did this happen so and then plus Hoka and her have a history I mean, so no, knowing dave filoni i mean their lightsaber if they were in club wars their lightsaber you know technique would look probably exactly the same so yeah. i probably have to rewatch that scene and see if there's any similarities yeah so we'll have to see and then but also in the credits for um, Ahsoka in this episode was uh, Sam Witwer. Is that yeah, right? Sam, Sam Witwer, Witwer yeah. who is the voice of Darth Maul, but also he plays Star Killer, uh, Star Killer, right? In the in the Force Awakens, he's fire. Force Awakens, but he's the Force, um, the games and stuff. So a lot of people are thinking that he was Force the one in Force yeah. Unleashed. Thank yeah. you, and he was the one in the suit. So who who knows? We don't know. There's what? a lot of mystery here. So so. Is he Starkiller? Are they making him canon? If he's canon, bro, he is way more powerful. Yeah, he's like Vader and then him. Yeah. It's there's nothing else in between. Yeah, yeah he's absolutely. Wild. So it'd be interesting to see. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm personally kind of leaning towards uh Barris Ophi personally or him being the eighth brother, but I don't know. I think it'd be cool to have a big reveal, or it could be just that would be nobody. cool, so but I'm it might excited. be too early, too, at the same time. Oh, it's way I too early. Like, I think they're gonna wait, you know? they're gonna wait a little bit. I just think it was cool. The, the lightsaber fight was cool, yeah, but also when he like was calling back the thing and she just moved barely, with yeah. I was like, oh, that was sick. And she she looks great, man, in her fights. Like, you can oh, tell yeah. Dawson putting a lot of work for this. Mm-hmm. I just wish they plan like visually her fight is better because she has white lightsabers and her fights are taking place like. In the sky, it's like I can't, I can't I see know, it's, that. It's harder to can't see. see that. Junk, right, right. You know? Got to do like it Luke Skywalker. Yeah, green, episode six kind it of green because you couldn't see the blue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then you know, aside from their fight, we get Hera and Chopper, the legendary droid Chopper the in the Phantom. Dude, he's the crazy. the murderous murder ever. Yeah, he's a murderous <laughs> he's murderer. So funny. I love Chopper. And then them, they're going after the ship. And then Hera and Chopper are having this hilarious interaction. She's like, he's like. Why won't you just shoot it down? Essentially, in his droid voice, and she's like, "We can't. It'll land on the city." And Chopper's saying, "Is that bad?" It's just <laughs> hilarious to me. Their their interaction was really funny, and oh. it didn't feel forced in any no, way. Because it was I mean, it's actually Chopper. funny. Chopper's a legend. Chopper man. is the go. Man. I mean, I'm so excited that Chopper's finally getting the appreciation he deserves. Yeah, Chopper's a legend, and I'm not even joking <laughs> on that one. Um, but yeah, we get that, and then we find out that um, that this 
their goal of this is that they're building this what's called the Eye of Zion. Yeah. And they're going to try and release Braun from this faraway galaxy using this some type of way. So that's really interesting. They're building this machine kind of thing. Ordeal. Very much Star Wars oriented there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just like, just rescue him. I feel like they're going to like way too deep with the first star map and now like the Eye of Zion. It's like, right. What? Well, I mean, to be fair, it's how? a completely different galaxy, so how are they going to get there? I mean, Wouldn't they just know, like, use their light speed or whatever? I think it's definitely a lot more than that, because in Rebels... I don't understand how travel In works. Rebels, when there, there's a different galaxy, they have to go through this whole, like, like I don't know, it's like a cloud of gas kind of ordeal, because huh. it's like, so, and you can't get through it through hyperspace. It's kind of like a really difficult thing to do, so the fact that they're doing this, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So then we see Sabine mirroring... Actually, in Rebels, how Kane and Jarrus cut his hair in the last season yeah. and doing the exact same thing with hers. And I thought that was really cool as well because, you know, Kanan was her first mentor and now uh, Soka and she's, she's actually finally time. And then we actually get the last scene in Star Wars Rebels season four as right here in the last uh, mm. scene, episode two. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. The fact that they're in the mindset like we have to go after Ezra. We have to rescue him. He's alive. Got to be. Yeah. And we're going to do it. And then the final scene raises a lot of questions for me. And I'll see what it does for you. Balin's talking about, and then Morgan's asking, what do you see, Balin, right? And he's like, well, Ahsoka's going to find out. And I don't want to kill her. Like, he's he's really adamant about, like, we got to protect the people. You know, there's not many Force users left. We got to protect them and all this stuff. So I'm wondering, but he seemed very, like, familial with her. So I'm wondering, like, yeah. what's the connection there? Was he a friend of Anakin Skywalker? Was he, yeah. did he know Ahsoka? But Ahsoka doesn't seem like she knew him. Yeah. So what's the connection it's there? It's probably, like like you said, he's probably like either one of the mentors, you know, maybe to, to Anakin, maybe he's a friend of Obi-Wan's. Mm. But like you said, I mean, that connection is there. And like you said, it just seems like an acquaintance. Like he was aware of her growing up, but like she didn't know him. So right. I think, I don't know, I love his character because he's yeah. not like, you're just stereotypical. Like a villain, like he actually cares. He cares about the force. He right. he cares about her, but obviously, you know, he has his priorities, and I think it's really cool. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went into that like the next episode. Oh, yeah, I, I agree, and I also wouldn't be surprised if his character got killed off pretty quickly too. Uh, hmm. I wouldn't be shocked. I think if, like, Shin, I Shin think killed him. Shin will probably kill him because honestly, be I could see Balin kind of turning and then deciding with Ahsoka on this issue. Right. And then making Shin, and then what's her face, Morgan, like the the main because bad even characters. though right now they're making them seem like they're Sith, I don't believe they're Sith. I don't believe Balin is anyway. Yeah, I just believe he's he's not neither Sith nor he's Jedi. So he's kind of like he's not like Ahsoka, who's a gray Jedi. He's more like he's more lenient to dark side stuff. Uses, yeah, but he's still not either. So I, I'm really curious to see how that goes out. And I could, like you said, I could definitely see Shen killing Balin. Yeah, in the I'm future. trying to. Yeah, they're they're gonna do that 100. percent so, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But, but Shen, I mean. She's probably had like two lines too. She hasn't had like any lines yet. So I know. We'll I, I, obviously, she's going to get a lot more screen time coming up, oh, especially sure. if she kills Balin. I'm sure. So we'll have to wait and see with that. All right, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know by giving us a review and a download. Our podcast, Here's in the Moment, is available on all major podcast platforms. So check it out. If you want to stay up to date with all of our social, check out our Instagram, at Heroes in the Moment. And we just want to thank you all for listening. And as always, we love you 3000.